0: And now, Canada Hoops, hosted by Maddie Ireland. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Canada Hoops. It's your boy, Matty. We are so grateful for your continued support of the podcast. Please keep downloading, sharing, and liking Canada Hoops. And when you do that, you're helping to spread love for Canada basketball and Canadian hoopers from coast to coast to coast. So we're going to run things a bit different on today's episode. We don't have a guest joining us to share their story. It's just your boy. You're stuck with me, and I hope that's okay. I wanted to try and cover a couple things on today's uh, show. We'll do a long overdue Olympic qualifying tournament recap as we discuss went went well for the Canadian men's national team in Victoria and some things that perhaps didn't go well. And as we've all hashed over it on social media, I hope to highlight the highs and lows of the effort by Canada. And I wanted to do a bit of a season one recap of Canada Hoops. We'll look back on the first season of the podcast as we wind down the summer and head into what I know will be a great second season of Canada Hoops. So obviously with the Olympic qualifying tournament, you know, we're we're, we're extremely disappointed. Uh, it's come and gone. It seems to have sort of faded out of the discussion. And uh, obviously we didn't get the result we were hoping for. And now as the NBA season wrapped up and we had a better idea of who was potentially available for Canada and Victoria there was a ton of optimism for how good Canada could potentially be. Kelly Olenek was available. Kim Birch was available. Lou Dort was ready to go. Chris Boucher was as well. And we knew we could count on Corey Joseph. And as a play-in tournament finished for the NBA playoffs and the matchups were set, Andrew Wiggins sets the Canadian basketball community on fire with his Instagram post on May 24th that showed him in a Canada basketball warm-up was simply the words, Team Canada. Wiggs had not played for Canada since 2015, so his commitment was exciting and brought back a player to the senior men's national team that we simply need and missed. And as Canada basketball announced the training camp invite list, especially as the first round of the NBA playoffs ended, the excitement grew even more. We get R.J. Barrett, Dylan Brooks, Tristan Thompson. Yes, we all know the invite list can be somewhat controversial and it doesn't always reflect who can actually commit for various reasons. But as camp starts to open in Tampa Bay, the picture becomes clear. Andrew Wiggins is there. So is the young Buck RJ, Lou in. Dwight Powell too, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Trey Lyles, Anthony Bennett, Andrew Nicholson, and of course, Captain Canada, Corey Joseph, arrives. However, it's also clear who can't be at camp, and we're disappointed. Kelly and Kem aren't there. Chris Boucher needs to get healthy. And of course, Jamal Murray and SGA are injured. With recovery and a pending contract, Kevin Pangos can't be there either. Tristan Thompson is out. Kyle Wilcher is looking for a new pro deal. And he and his wife just welcomed a new baby girl. And eventually, Melvin Edgem, a longtime warrior for Canada basketball, needs to decommit for personal family reasons. But despite the conversation about who's not playing for Canada in Victoria, we know who is on the roster and is still a really good team. A team that is still the favorite to win the tournament and qualify for the Tokyo Olympics. So the roster is set as we land in Victoria, and the big man, the youngster, Zach Eady, is sent to play for the U19 squad. The excitement in the Canadian basketball community, as we all know, was red hot as we head into Game 1 versus Greece. It honestly felt like waking up on Christmas morning. We all know it was a long time coming, and then we go out and get that crucial first win. Sure, the team showed some flaws, but we find a way to do it. We're pleasantly surprised at how well Nikhil Alexander-Walker played, and to get the first win against Greece was super, super crucial and sets up the second game versus China. We win versus China easily, as expected. Canada gets another game under his belt to build chemistry and identify some lineups that work well. Nikhil Alexander-Walker plays well again, establishing himself as a third offensive option on this team. So then we roll into the much-discussed semi-final matchup with the Czech Republic. And this was a matchup, I think, that the Canadian basketball community felt good about. Yeah, we had concerns. It was starting to become clear Canada was not a great perimeter shooting team. And our lack of size was starting to show as well. But Canada looked poised to reach the final. But ultimately, as we all know, we came up short. It was a tremendous effort and a game that will live on forever in the hearts and minds of the Canadian basketball community and family. Canada struggled shooting the ball, and once Dwight Powell, who seemingly was doing everything he could against the bigs of the Czechs, fouled out, the task was tall. But Andrew Wiggins showed us why he is and was still a much-needed player for Canada with his clutch three-point shooter to help force the overtime session. R.J. Barrett showed us how much this clearly matters to him. He was wearing it on his sleeve. Nikhil Alexander-Walker gave us a lot of hope and excitement for the future, and Lou Dort laid it out there and established the Dortcher Chamber for Canada basketball. But give Thomas Sadaransky, who was a tournament MVP and a pain in our ass, and the Czech Republic some credit. They clearly demonstrated how important team chemistry, and time played together matters. It's almost required for success in FIBA. But I truly believe Canada basketball at the senior men's national team level, despite always dealing with injuries and pro contracts, will get there, especially as our talent pool grows. Canada basketball is starting to see the success from the talent pipeline that's been developed over the course of the last six years or so. The success the U19 age group has had, both in 2017 and now in 2021, is a testament to that. And just about jumping back to Victoria really quickly with a couple points. I was disappointed, especially for Corey Joseph. Yes, he didn't have a great tournament and people were questioning his fitness. And he probably played a bit too much given the fact that Alexander Walker was playing so well. Corey struggled in the game versus the Czech Republic. That's a fact. However, as we all know, Corey Joseph has always rep for Canada basketball. He was named captain of the team for a reason. I know this opportunity meant a lot to him. We know this stings for him. He likely won't get another opportunity. So Corey Joe, I thank you for all your hard work and sacrifice when it comes to repping Canada basketball. And from a coaching and GM perspective, I wonder if this is it for both Nick Nurse and Rowan Barrett. I'd be interested to see if the CEO, Glenn Grunwald, looks to make a change. Time will tell. So we'll follow up the recap of the Olympic qualifying tournament in Victoria with a little bit of a recap reflection of the first season of Canada Hoops. This first season was truly special. And as we head into the next season of Canadian basketball and Canada Hoops, I hope season one of the podcast was as special for you as it was for me. When we planned and ultimately launched Canada Hoops in October of last year, I honestly did not know what to expect. I was nervous that Canada Hoops would struggle, and I had fears that the Canadian basketball family would be hesitant to support the podcast but any concerns I had were quickly squashed as incredible guests after incredible guests made time to join us on Canada Hoops. And you, the listener, the Canadian basketball community and family and friends, continue to listen, download, like, and share each episode. Season of one of Canada Hoops ran through the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, a time of so much uncertainty for us all. The podcast gave me personally an outlet, a goal and a focus to work on every week. Your feedback and support kept us going and we truly appreciate your love. To the guests, I often say on the podcast or in conversation with others on social media how truly special the Canadian basketball community is. The guest lineup for Season 1 of Canada Hoops quickly grew and caught fire. It blew me away, honestly. Each guest gave their time and I think they also recognized, and I hope they did, the idea of Canada Hoops trying to grow and share Canadian basketball. From Carl English, Leo Routens, Michael Grange, Sherman Hamilton to Robert Sacre, Kalisha Keen, and Brady Heslip, and everyone else, I thank you. I can't list everyone, but please know I appreciate you. Every episode has been truly special. To the Canadian basketball community, Keep loving and sharing the game. We are witnessing a special time in Canadian basketball. Believe that. To Scott Witter, thank you for your information, knowledge, and support. I look forward to the day we can have a drink together. And last and certainly but not least, to Vicky and Aislinn, your love and support for Canada Hoops from day one has been tremendous. Thank you for believing in me and the podcast. You both inspire me every day. And I'm forever grateful for this life and what you two bring to it. I love you. Thank you, everyone, for your support of Canada Hoops Season 1. I hope you'll come back to rock with us on Season 2. Continue to like and share Canada Hoops. Good luck to the senior women's national team as they start the tournament in Tokyo. We'll see you in Season 2. I'm your boy, Maddie. listening to Canada Hoop.